This episode is brought to you by ICW Group Insurance Companies. ICW Group is an A-rated, top-tier workers' compensation carrier recognized for its industry-leading risk management expertise, proactive claims handling, and superior anti-fraud services. ICW Group policyholders can expect to achieve fewer and less costly claims that lower their XMOD and help them achieve long-term premium savings. Hi, this is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa's Media Communications and Client Services Department. Thank you for listening to today's top Rancho Mesa news brought to you by our Safety and Risk Management Network, Studio One. Welcome back, everyone. My guest is Sam Brown, Vice President of the Human Services Group with Rancho Mesa. Today, we're going to talk about the impact of inflation on workers' compensation claims. Sam, welcome to the show. Thanks. Good to be here, Alyssa. Now, we're all experiencing inflation in our personal lives, and it's also affecting employers. We know that increases in operational costs for nonprofits and other human services organizations affect business decisions. How is inflation affecting workers' compensation costs for these organizations? Yeah, so in in a few ways. You know, first, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported an 8.3% increase to the consumer price index over the last 12 months. We know that medical costs are the largest expenditure in workers' comp claims, and medical costs per workers' comp claim increased almost 18% between the years 2012 and 2021. That's a lot. So do you expect these increases to continue? I do. And in researching for this article, found that others that agree, the Office of the Actuary at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services projects an index closely related to medical costs and workers' comp will increase 2.5 to 3% beyond 2022. So there's no relief coming for us. Unfortunately, no. It's going to continue. All right. So what measures or strategies should these organizations take to reduce inflation's impact? Yeah. So we've got a couple of different options here. And really, we're talking about services following a workplace injury, as well as plan design. So my first suggestion would be to always offer modified duty to injured workers. The reason why we would do this is it greatly reduces the likelihood of workers' comp litigation. It also reduces the paid lost wages for that workers' comp claim. The statistics also show that it greatly reduces both the cost of the claim as well as the duration of the claim. And overall, just brings back the worker in better spirits and makes them feel like they're part of a of a family, a work family that really cares about them. Right. Uh, Two, I would definitely consider on-call medical technician and or telephonic nurse triage services. So rather than following a workplace injury, immediately sending somebody to a a occupational health clinic, you can bring a medical technician on site to view or to assess their injury and determine whether it's something that can be uh, resolved with self treatment or first aid, or whether it's something that should actually become a workers' comp claim. As well as with the telephonic nurse triage services, instead of putting somebody in a car, driving them to a medical clinic, having them wait at least an hour to see somebody, they can get on the phone with a nurse who will literally triage the injury there and either recommend self-treatment or determine if it needs to be workers' comp. Ideally, an injury could be uh, maintained or, or cared for by the individual 
in a very safe, appropriate manner before it ever has to go down a work comp rabbit hole and become a workers' comp claim. Right. Thirdly, I would definitely consider an alternative workers' comp plan to gain more control over claim and insurance premiums. And this can look, uh, it has various looks. If you're a smaller employer, you can consider a self-insured group, which it does have, uh, you know, admittance to the group is going to be based on your safety plan, your safety record, and your operations. The advantage is they may be able to split payroll between two class codes. So if you have payroll where you're doing a lot of clerical, uh, as well as maybe something a little bit um, uh, with a heavier exposure, you could split that payroll between the two class codes rather than throwing it all into the heavier class code. Yeah, that so makes that's sense. An, that's an easy way to save. Uh, secondly, these self-insured groups are very motivated to give you the resources that you would need to either prevent a workplace injury or to closely manage a claim once it occurs to make sure it's resolved quickly for least number of claim dollars possible. But that's a small group. If you have a medium to large employer, you have a couple of all other alternatives. And that would be either a loss-sensitive plan or a deductible plan. In either case, they're incentivizing the employer to have a little bit of skin in the game. Mm -hmm. In exchange, they're going to offer you reduced premiums if you can control your claim frequency. In a deductible plan, you're going to be responsible for the first $10,000 to $100,000 or more, depending on your size and risk tolerance. You're going to be responsible for ten dollars to $100,000 of, uh, of a claim before the insurance company kicks in and, and starts paying their share. So um, there's definitely the opportunity to uh, save on your premiums that way. For a loss-sensitive plan, they may be offering you a discounted premium, but if you have a tough year, maybe your claims get a little bit out of control, you may be responsible for a portion of those paid claims. In either case, there's an upside and there's a downside. They offer more degree of flexibility, uh, plan design, but also control of your costs. So that's good that we know that there are options that um, these employers can take a look at to see what's going to be best for them. So if listeners have questions about their workers' comp insurance, what's the best way to get in touch with you? I can be reached at 619-937-0175 or sbrown at ranchomesa.com. Sam, thanks for joining me in Studio One. Thanks for having me. All right. Before we conclude, do you have a couple minutes for some rapid-fire questions? Let's do it. All right. Guacamole or salsa? Mm. Boy, that is a tough one. If it's good guacamole, guacamole. All right. Would you rather watch sports or play sports? Wow. Play sports. Ketchup or ranch? Mm. Depends on the food, of course, uh, but I'd say ketchup. All right. What's cooler, having a password or a secret handshake? Secret handshake, all the way. That's what I thought, too. Would you rather be chased by a zombie or a vampire? Zombies are typically slow, but can't be stopped. Vampires are very fast. I go with zombie. All right. Zoo or aquarium? Aquarium. Batman or Superman? Batman. Cool toys. <laughs> all right, Sam, I think that that's all that we have for you today. Thanks for playing along. <laughs> of course. This is Alyssa Burley with Rancho Mesa. Thanks for tuning in to our latest episode produced by Studio One. For more information, visit us at ranchomesa.com and subscribe to our weekly newsletter.